welcome back to the show. Well, of course, August is Women's Month here in South Africa, and I've been chatting to some truly fearless women every day here on Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. And my guest today is an incredibly dynamic woman, Carolyn Waterhouse, who is Creative Counsel at Rand Merchant Bank. And she's on the line right now. Thanks so much for joining me on the show this afternoon, Carolyn. How are you? Well, Carolyn, I am (laughs) (laughs) flattered and delighted to be on your show. Thank you. And all very, very well. Thank you. I think let's clear it up for the listeners. We are both Carolyn, but mine is spelt with one N and yours is two N's and an E. Yes, just to be difficult, I think. But I respond (laughs) to absolutely anything polite. I don't mind if people don't spell my name properly. Uh, Carolyn, let's talk about your career. How did it start? What made you decide on a career in marketing in the banking industry? And how did you decide on that? Did you wake up one day as a child and think, I want to go into marketing in the banking industry? No, I'll try and cut a long story short. Um, Ultimately, I drew a very long straw in life with incredibly dedicated parents and, you know, lovely close family. And my father, who was a New Zealander, believed very strongly that your education will unlock your freedom. Um, He came from a very, very humble home, but both parents um, gave up any sort of conspicuous consumption in order to send us to great schools with the belief that education is something you can take across borders. So consequently, I embraced all those opportunities. University, UNISA, find myself going possibly a slightly easy route, but it, it was the arts, and I'm not knocking the arts at all because I think creativity has found its dignity in today's world. In fact, the greater mm-hmm. the constraints, the more that creativity becomes an innovative tool to forge ahead. So essentially, after university, went overseas, lots of life learnings there and human truths, came back, and my first job was public affairs at the Royal Hotel, which is no longer in operation. In Durban? It was very gracious and very lovely, but no longer open. And mm-hmm. what happened was... At university, I noticed, although I was going overseas uh, to travel and waitress and really, you know, find our way around, I noticed Unilever coming to campus and they scooped all the clever people and took 20 people for a two-year Mac course on marketing. And I almost hesitated to go overseas, and then I realized I probably wouldn't have made the cream of the crop scoop, and off I went. When I was working at the Royal Hotel, the next door building was the Unilever head office in Durban. So I felt there was some sort of universal synchronicity in that. And as much as I enjoyed working at the hotel, that was really just a launch pad. I knocked on their door one day and said, look, you have a terrific program for training and marketing. Love to be on it. And they looked at me strangely. And within a day, someone had withdrawn from the course. They'd moved to another country. And they said, all of a sudden, one of our very select, you know, sort of talented people has withdrawn do you think you can possibly come and have an interview? And it was my lucky day, and I think they needed to fill a slot. And I got into the two-year marketing program, which is extraordinary at Unilever. And that really was the beginning of it. And had those wow. two years where you're flown around as if you're, you know, you're spoiled and people, I think you're their barrier to entry with Unilever products is marketing. It's less about technology probably and more about brands. So, that's so if you hadn't have gone and knocked on that door, you, your life could have been quite different. Except that I think I probably am a born door knocker in that <laughs> I'm trying to ask. <laughs> so yes, it could have been different and possibly that's a point I want to make is, 
you know, what is the worst that someone can say? It's no, it's the, that's the worst way things could end up. So, exactly. you know, that's what I'd like to encourage other women to do is, is just to ask and, you know, put your, your sort of offering on the table, try and add value and then see if perhaps you can get where you want to go. So, Carolyn, you've gotten to where you wanted to go, but in getting there, what were some of the stumbling blocks that you encountered, you know, getting to the position that you are in South African business? Well, I think resilience is one of them and optimism. And that's not a stumbling block. I think it's very easy to become negative. I mean, we know South Africa as a, as a land of sort of magic and madness. And it feels as if the scales sometimes tip towards madness. And then you've got to find the magic. So I think cynicism, there's a great deal of it in South Africa. I can't say with my hand on my heart that as a woman, I was ever pushed aside. But I've always been fairly bold. And, I, and rather than talk about things, I've tried to, to let action do the talking. In that respect, I would say a lot of the barriers in South Africa are mindsets. It can't be done. It's never been done before. Why would it work? You know, it's Africa, all sorts of Afro-pessimistic thinking that has no place on this continent. You inspire me. You inspire so many people around you. But for Carolyn Waterhouse, who's the person, the woman who has inspired you or inspires you? Well, again, it might sound a little cheeky or a little greedy, but they're a couple. So they started with, with my fabulous mother and, and soulmate who, who, you know, who would say, get up in the morning, make your bed. No matter how you're feeling, if you make your bed, it's a step in the right direction. Everything else will start to fall into place. She would, you know, sometimes quote from, I think it was Andrea Gatti's book, Open, and talk about respect being the essence of, of sort of life and discipline. But she always started with self-respect and, you know, an attitude that's, that's reinforced at school and you apply throughout life. So, you know, mum was a great influence, but really to be more, less, or more objective than that, Tuli Madonsela. You know, she's oh, an advocate, yes. as we know, extraordinary mind. And, you know, the chair of social justice at Stellenbosch is not surprising, as far as I'm and concerned. And she happens she should... to be my guest on the show tomorrow, so how's that? Uh, fabulous. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I wish she was leading, leading our country, actually, because she's so extraordinary. And I know there's a quote, and I won't get it right, because I, you know, I don't, um, I'm not, not reading it, but she basically says that throughout her life, you know, she's learned so many things, but the most, one of the more important things she's learned is that the, her greatest critic, whose judgment she should take note of, is her conscience. And, you know, I, I think that's an extraordinary person who can, she's putting herself on the line, there's nowhere to hide. And I think she's proven that she was fearless, very, very brave with helping South Africa. Yeah. On everybody's, the tips of everybody's tongues and in everybody's minds right now is the gender-based violence crisis in South Africa. What are your thoughts on it? And do you think there's a way to solve it? I mean, is it anywhere in our future? You know, gender-based violence, I'm not sure that one can find words that are strong enough probably to convey how saddened and repulsed we all are by it. You know, we called humankind. I mean, you, you begin to think, are we humankind? Why don't we, you know, call ourselves human unkind and then sort of clamber back and see who actually can earn the title of humankind? Where have we gone so very wrong? 
I think it's a very long conversation, but whether it's society that's broken, lots of reasons for that, whether it's family values, whether it's home, or whether it's respect. Because fundamentally, we have a constitution which gives you basic human rights. And those rights have to stop short of being, you know, being hurt and being abused by fundamentally maybe physically strong people. But to me, anyone who abuses anyone else or an animal or a child is not physically strong. They're deeply, deeply disturbed. So, you know, how does one stop this? I mean, there are a couple of, you know, it's multi-pronged. I mean, education is a long game. But, you know, education is, is starting by respecting, you know, women, uh, boys and girls respecting each other. However, the shorter game is to stop and shame and to bring justice to the fore. And that's something we've got to have examples in our country of what you cannot get away with. And, you know, that's all about leadership. So I'm afraid the, you know, the buck stops at the leadership door. And we cannot rest until it's, you know, very, very overtly dealt with. There's no place, you know, there's no place for, for silence. And this is one case where silence is violence because in most of these cases of abuse, there's always somebody somewhere who heard or saw something or had a bad feeling. But for whatever reason, they didn't, didn't look for help or didn't find mm. help for the victim. So they're actually complicit in it. Carolyn, let's talk about um, some of the projects that you've been working on through the years with R&B, such as Starlight Classics and Winex. Um, always, you know, top yes. draw tickets, the most coveted tickets in the country. How have these big annual events been affected by the lockdown and COVID-19 pandemic? Well, firstly, you know, you can only do those sort of annual events when you've got a brand, you know, that backs you, like Rand Merchant Bank. Um, and Rand Mission Bank believes in the creative economy, and which is why we've established certain events that are specifically for our brand. So you can't go to that event with another brand. Music has enriched our lives individually and has been incredibly generous to the brand. Now, Starlight has been going for 21 years. And as you know, Richard Koch um, is very much the founder of, of Starlight. I'll go back to the beginnings with him. What we've done is for the last six years, we filmed it for television. And in Cape Town um, in March, we, we filmed it and we had a particularly good, good Starlight Classics, good show. At that stage, we knew nothing of you know, the pandemic. However, we've been able to go through that, select 12 pieces, and we're going to do it differently. So we've got Richard, Richard at the, in the Country Club Gardens in Johannesburg, and he's doing all of the links for a virtual show. So we've also toyed with the idea of calling it Starlight, L-I-T-E, because it's not the Starlight we know with an audience of 4,500 people in a garden amphitheatre. But the mm -hmm. upside of Down um, is that we'll be able to share this to a far greater audience. It's more accessible. So, you know, on the first night, it will be, it will be shared with invited guests and streamed. After that, we're hoping that it will go on television, in which case it becomes available to everyone. It's not all bad news. I think the worst news, however, where it is tragic is the very, very talented people who are not right now getting the gigs and the opportunities. So, you know, we are certainly making sure that the orchestra gets something out of it, even though they're not playing. Um, the country club has also made a, a donation. We're going to appeal to the viewers. There's a lot happening, as you know, to try and help uh, the community of the arts over this period. 
So that's what we're doing with Starlight. It will be virtual and we'll, we'll, we'll find other ways of um, sharing the magic of the creative economy and music. With Winex, we've got tricks up our sleeve because you can deliver wine to people not now, not now, and, <laughs> but when that is lifted. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't have made that mistake. When that is lifted, we will deliver a couple of wines to the door of, um, you know, of our clients and, and our network. And then Michael Fridjohn or one of the winemakers will be able to take them through a tasting at home. So, and, and again, the upside is you can include you know, a couple of people at home, include um, your family if they're old enough to listen to, um, you know, listen to and be taken through a wine tasting. So again, we've, we've got to be positive. There, there isn't a choice. Uh, so we okay, can do so that. To, get, to get some wine, I need to, I need to join R&B <laughs> as oh, a client. Well. <laughs> I don't want to break bank, banking privilege and have a look and see whether you are with R&B. <laughs> what, what's the space? <laughs> uh, Carolyn, time for some music, don't you think? And Absolutely. you suggested a live recording from last year's R&B Starlight Classics concert, which I was very lucky to attend as your guest. And it really was the most wonderful evening at the Johannesburg Country Club. Could you tell us a bit more about this particular song and why you chose it? With pleasure. You know, we call uh, Starlight Classics, Rand Mission Bank Starlight Classics. However, we often feature a classic. And, and Starry Starry Night is a classic. You will all be aware of Perfect Symphony and how cleverly that was done uh, when it was re-released. And what we've done is we've combined a tenor, so it's almost traditional and innovative in one. And then what we've also had, it, which you won't obviously be able to enjoy over the, you know, this radio, is the artwork of Vincent van Gogh in the background. So it's a way of reinventing music, of extending its reach, and of taking a classic and just making it so much more uh, complex, but in a positive way. And that's what we tend to do. We call it Afro-Symphonic at Starlight Classics. And this is the Afro-Symphonic version. Fantastic. Here is Starry, Starry Night, the choice of my special guest today, Carolyn Waterhouse. And it was recorded at the 2019 R&B Starlight Classics concert. Uh, that was Starry, Starry Night from last year's R&B Starlight Classics. And that was the choice of my very special guest today, Rand Merchant Bank's Carolyn Waterhouse. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but before you go, tell me, Carolyn, if you had one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be? Well, I don't know, you know, many of the viewers might have read Judy Lamina, Dr. Judy Lamini's book, Equal But Different. Fundamentally, um, it demonstrates how women tend not to support other women. And that's a great sadness, and it is accurate. Unfortunately, it is, it is my finding as well in, in my working life, and I've gone to great lengths to, to make sure that I collaborate with and, and take other people on the journey as people have taken me on their journey. So what I would say to other women is be very sure to you know, live a powerful and purposeful life, but with and to other women. Um, if you could, maybe you can achieve a lot alone, but you can achieve so much more together. And what I am very, very set on the fact that while we're all wearing, you know, masks as women, in fact, for everyone, but particularly as women, wear your masks, but just make very sure to keep your hearts and minds unmasked. Sunday is Women's Day. It's the perfect day to reach out to another woman and make sure that we, you know, we can achieve so much together if we stick together and we harness all of the blessings that, that women have 
some of which are unique to women, while men have particular blessings unique to men. What I would say is it's not about conflict. It has to be about collaboration. It doesn't have to be women at the expense of men. It must be women and men achieving so much more together for the children of the future. And my very last word, because it's, it's, it's worked for me, is just never lose touch with gratitude. Gratitude is my fuel, and I think if you lose touch with it, and I have from time to time, it's very easy to lose the optimism that makes us get up in the morning and hopefully contribute a little to making the world a better place. Some beautiful and powerful words there from Carolyn Waterhouse. Thanks so much for joining me on Classic Lunch this afternoon, Carolyn. I hope we get a chance to catch up in person soon once Thank things you. hopefully Thank start you. to get back to normal blind, again. But it'll only come when the, when the law allows it. That was Carolyn Waterhouse from Rand Merchant Bank.